0: I'm Angelique Roche, and this is Marvel's Voices. So, a couple of a couple of actually, last year I had an opportunity to host a panel at the Schomburg, which is an amazing, an amazing, an amazing institution here in New York that celebrates Black culture, celebrates the history of African American creatives, writers across the board, and it was a panel that was actually on the importance of black women in comedy, and be it from Moms Mabley to Whoopi Goldberg to Tiffany Haddish, all these incredible comedians out there, that black women have made such an impact on comedy, but for a lot of it, haven't really had the the notoriety as other comedians have, but really have impacted and influenced comedy from stand-up to improv. And it was just always so amazing being able to see more Black women comedians out there who are blazing their paths and really giving that concept of what funny is, what funny can be, and this added perspective to the world of comedy. Janelle James is a comedian, a mom, just all-around funny person, creative, who is out there right now on tour as well as has her own self-titled comedy festival in Brooklyn that just finished its first year last December and is going into its second year this year. You know, I get to talk to amazing people who are blazing paths in their own line of work. And the really cool thing about the Marvel Universe is that everybody is kind of connected to the marvel universe right like whether it's enormous nerd fans like me or it is some of my co-hosts like ryan panagos who clearly the man is an encyclopedia of comics or it's that our family gets influenced by us and our fandom and that was really cool um janelle is a mom actually her son is crazy into marvel like wants to do his own artwork and his own drawings and really pursue a career and that's impacted her love of the marvel universe which is so amazing because we all come to this nerd thing in our own ways why are people scared to tell people i
1: wish i oh god i don't understand
0: I don't understand. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense.
1: I like made up a lie in my head. Why are fact, you not like, my oh, oh, I powdered
0: my.
1: <laughs> I sent a mass text. Like, by the way, if anyone noticed earlier that I may have looked at. I was in the gym Actually, and I needed happened. to chalk my hands,
0: <laughs> and I did my elbows. It happened. This is gonna make that. This is gonna make it even more fun. So I gotta say. First article I read about you because I'm an insane researcher. I love people not wasting their time when they come in a studio and actually having good questions. I appreciate it. The first article I read, the young lady said that you were getting your hair done by another professional comedian. And I laughed because I knew immediately that it was Amina Amani. Because uh, I was like, there's w- no what
1: article is that telling my business.
0: <laughs> Yo, I'll send it to you. It was, But I mean, it was, it was a great article like the it, you could tell that the person was. Um, immensely impressed by how much work you had done because i don't know if a lot of people know but there are a lot of black women comedians Mm -hmm. who are out there like i know at least two handfuls Mm -hmm. personally as friends Mm -hmm. uh who are out there doing this work and Mm -hmm. it's not easy no not at all (laughs) Um, and you know but the it's such a cool tight-knit you know, Sid and Amina and Joelle and Yamanika and Hadia, who, mm-hmm. you know, it it brings together how black women have really been the core foundation of a lot of the comedic movements.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, of every movement, if you think about, you know, we know that. But yeah, also I comedy. But we're, I feel like we're uh, super hidden in this. So it's like we exist and we're doing things, but we're kind of like out of sight. So then everyone gets uh, is surprised when they know how many there are.
0: Yeah, and it, it's, it's interesting because you even make fun of that. Like there was the one particular web series that I, I love the most was like you and Hadia going back and forth on getting booked. Mm-hmm. Because it it is such a big deal on how do you continuously get booked. And a lot of people really don't understand um, how comedy works. Like mm-hmm. rolling up and doing a set and getting paid mm-hmm. and going on on a constant, if you're not working, you're not eating type mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you started in fashion. How did how did that? Fashion, oh, that has nothing to do with this. How did, like, you, get, like, how did you? How did you get here? Uh, no, well, fashion is a totally was
1: a totally different life. I've started comedy later on in my life than most people. Most people start as when I talk to them in their te- you know late teens or early 20s or whatever I started when I was 28 so that's like you know grown I'd had a- already had a career and a family and everything uh in fashion so when I graduated high school that's what I thought I wanted to do so I went in I moved uh from Maryland and I came to New York and <laughs> the story is I I applied to FIT me me and a girlfriend were both supposed to go to, go to FIT we both applied mm-hmm. I didn't get in she got in I moved anyway and she never, she never left. <laughs> Maryland. So I ended up in New York and then I just kept applying until I got in. And so I went to FIT and then I worked in fashion for seven years, seven or eight years. Um, all aspects of it, design. Then I went into PR and marketing. I, I worked um, d- throwing parties for like fashion week, all that stuff. But uh after a while, I realized, oh, this was her idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And she, we, we were, she was like, we like clothes. You know what I mean? And yeah. so we just like, okay, well, let's go to fashion. And that's when uh, Project Runway had just come out. So we were just basically two ladies who didn't know what we wanted to do after high school and was like, oh, Project Runway looks. I'm sure all the fashion schools got a glut of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you know, I was flied in. I cared about that stuff. and. <laughs> after working in it for and around those people for a while, I I wasn't into it anymore. So uh, at the time, um, the relationship I was in, he wanted to do his PhD. And so he got into college in Illinois. And so we all moved from New York to Illinois. And then that's where I started comedy just by chance.
0: I mean, but that's pretty amazing, right? It's like, I don't Know I mean, if think you, you think about it now, but yeah, <laughs> in the middle of it, you're like, nah, nah, this is not,
1: this is not the jam. I mean, I always, I've always just done whatever I want. Like, I've had, I've worked at so many. I feel like, uh, like the joke is with my family that this is the longest I've ever done anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just jump around, and I just, I like to experience different things, and anything that's uh, self motivated, I like. Yeah. So fashion was the same. You know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a. Uh, clothing line and, you know, you're making your own stuff, you're doing the marketing, you're, you're your own boss, you know, anything like that I'm into. it. so comedy, I started again, like just by chance. And it's just it's such a self-motivated, like solitary, you know, business and um, job that it appealed to me. So I just kept doing it. You've done a lot since then.
0: You've, yeah, you know, you've put your own stuff out. Yeah, yeah. you have your own podcast. Yeah, you. I have, never think about these things until so somebody else says them to me. <laughs> I'm like, like, oh yeah, I did do that. <laughs> I, did, I did that thing, and I mean, you've also like worked with a lot of other women, which I I think is amazing mm-hmm. to me because like people get this idea. I think up until the last five or seven years, like I grew up watching comedy my entire life. Like I was always into funny movies stand-up SNL was like Mm. a religion to me
1: so it was not even a a thought in my mind I would not have even known how you become a comedian I thought there were like five you know (laughs) there's Chris Rock Richard Pryor you know what I mean Martin you know what I mean like I didn't know that there's hundreds of comedians that that you can make a living being virtually unknown which is how I am (laughs) you know what I mean and Mm. um in the grand scheme of things I'm unknown Um, So I didn't even know that this was a thing to pursue. So like when I got into this, it was very much like very new and just like. So what
0: does this first night look like? Like, how did you end up on a mic? Well, um, you know, people always sound funny.
1: Uh, (laughs) But I never thought in like a I I feel like all black women are funny. That's how I always feel. You know, I always just feel like I don't know if I'm funny. I'm just a jerk. I'm just sarcastic. And but I was. Going through something, which is how a lot of comedians start. Like my dad was uh, sick, and I was just like really out of it. And somebody suggested that I go to this open mic, and so I went, and I watched. And so this is in the Midwest, in the middle of corn, you know, and all white, all white dudes, and all very nice. Still friends with some of them, but I was watching like, well. I'm funnier than all these suits, <laughs> basically. I could do this. I can, if they could do it, you know. So I signed up and I went back the next week and I did it. I didn't tell anybody, no friends there or whatever, because I wanted a real gauge of what I'm doing. and
0: um, And I did pretty well. And then I just never stopped. Wow. Yeah when you, like, obviously the first time you stepped on the stage, you were like, oh, I'm just gonna go do this. Like, what is... Oh, no, is, I was very prepared. I wrote every word. Break it down. Yeah, I I went home and
1: I wrote I wrote everything down. I don't do that anymore, but I wrote every word down. I practiced in front of my kids. They didn't know what I was talking about, but <laughs> I made them watch me and, um, and, you know, ran it in the mirror, you know what, <laughs> what I mean? And so, no, I was very prepared. I wasn't like, oh, I'm just gonna... And then, you know, as you get further along, I do so many shows now that I don't have to be so...
0: Precise. Yeah. Yeah, you get into the practice. But for those who like would want to get into comedy, like where does that, where do you start on breaking this down for you, particularly because you come from a different experience? Like, mm-hmm. I, I loved how you made fun of very lazy comics, for lack of a better word, in one of the series where you're just like, it would be so easy if I just walked up and I wasn't as prepared. But I think your comedy is hilarious because it really does tell from a perspective of a black woman, mm-hmm. this is... I don't know any other perspective.
1: <laughs> yep. I mean, I guess cool. I could pretend, but then what's the point? You know, so... Uh,
0: I forgot what the question was No, I mean, I love the answer, whatever the question was, yeah, because... That's- a lot of people do spend a lot of their time trying to be something that they're not, thinking that that's going to make them successful. It works for
1: some people, but I've never been able to do that in any part of my life. So why would I do that in stand-up, which is a uh, one of the few places where you can still say whatever you want? Why would I front uh, at this point in my life? So. It sounds exhausting. It sounds exhausting. Well, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to act like I ain't thought of it because I, <laughs> I always say stand-ups who are good at, in, in the in the – way that they do it already it means you're a smart person to do stand-up you got to be smart and to be um it's like a like the best rappers are, are smart people you listen to the lyrics you're like dang you know you know that's deep or whatever It's it's the same thing with stand-ups we're like we're we're smart people the good ones are well read you know what I mean and so and you have to be savvy as far as just like selling yourselves that's what we're all doing and so if you're yourself that means no one else has come before you like you so the powers of be that may not necessarily know what to do with you. <laughs> but if you fit, fit yeah. into a slot, then they say, oh, well, I'll, I'll put you over here. So we all know what we could do, what slot we can pretend to be in to, to advance in that way. But that's not my, my jam.
0: Well, and it's real because it's, sometimes it's easier to fit into that box. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like, I feel like people plateau at that point, at some point. Sure. I mean, my whole thesis
1: I ain't really watching what nobody else is doing either. <laughs> like, I'm not concerned. Everybody, to yourself. That's the... Uh, that's what attracted me to this, you know? Do you. Like, I'm not eyes on your own paper. You go crazy. <laughs>
0: you go crazy. That's pretty, like, that. that's, I mean, I think that's also, and what I love about this show and what I love about these conversations is that there's so much similarities. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many similarities. We all think we're all
1: unique. We're all doing the same thing.
0: (laughs) Well, and and sometimes, you know, you have folks who just, you know, like those other comedians knew as 17, 18, 19 Mm -hmm. years old, they wanted to do comedy. And this is the thing they've always wanted to do. And then you have folks who are just like, I picked up a pen one day and I started writing Mm -hmm. and now I write comic books. Mm -hmm. And I think there's this genuine mix that makes it so fruitful, within the community, right? Right. So, I know we talked about this a little bit before the interview, but you got into Marvel through the X-Men cartoon? Yeah, um the 90s X-Men.
1: Did it have a title underneath it? It, it was, was like it was just X-Men. Yeah, after school, you know, in high school, like yeah, that was it was really good. Um the That's best storm of all the iterations, I think. Yeah. I used to love X-Men Gambit. mm.
0: Anyway. (laughs) So I'm going to say that your favorite Marvel superhero is Gambit.
1: No, I mean to look at, but no, Storm is, is, is the best. Of course. Yeah.
0: Storm is a storm is storm is everything. Yeah. Storm is everything. Yeah. And you were also a mom though. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you like, like literally I see all these amazing things that you're doing, but you got two boys Mm -hmm. and are they, are they just as funny? Are they like have um, no sense of humor?
1: No, no, no. They're funny. My youngest son is real. He's so mean. I, I, <laughs> I um, I'm like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't see what
1: my mother was talking about. Like he's totally, yeah. He's very much very sarcastic. No, uh, but
0: and I and they're comic book fans.
1: Yep, my oldest son loves to draw. Has been drawing since he was a baby. Like on some, you know, prodigy. Like he's a <laughs> he is. I know everybody. Every mom says that, but he's. Like amazing, he's already like scouting our colleges and and right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He right. uh, works for um, and he teaches um, like apprentices for art college art courses during the summer like he teaches younger kids art like as his job since he was like 14 already so
0: but I think it's really I think it's really amazing though because this idea of comic books and comedy are both really interrelated because comic books reflect who we kind of want to be you know our inner struggles and the the thing I love about Marvel is that each one of our heroes kind of have these relatable things that we deal with in life Mm -hmm. whereas comedy literally is life Mm -hmm. like the things that I think make comedy funny is it's actually talking about real things the stuff that's happened or are drawn for personal experiences everybody's got their style everybody's got their way that they bring together fourth comedy like what's your steez like Um, I mean, I'm a narcissist,
1: so it's all about me, basically, and what I, even if I'm talking about a situation that involves somebody else, it ultimately comes back to me and my neurosis, and, and, um, I know for a while in the beginning, I was really doing some confessional type things, you know, and just trying to get stuff off my chest, and now, I mean, it's still the same, but I think I'm having more fun now. I'm doing, like, really goofier, you know, goofier stuff because everything is so serious now, and I'm, like, done with politics and all of those things. And so I'm just really kind of doing, like, observational comedy in a a style that I think is my own,
0: basically. For those who may not know who are listening in, observational comedy. What is it? Yeah. It's uh, just things you notice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let me think of an example.
1: Okay, so, like... I've been talking about butts a lot because so what, how that relates to me is I'm a black woman and I don't have a big butt. So I've always been obsessed with it and looking mm. at butts. And and <laughs> so that's a silly topic, but it's like a serious, you know, it's thing for me. Thing. And, and, it, and then that goes into like augmentation, how women are doing like crazy things to to get this body that I've and that I've always wanted since I was a kid because of what, you know, what i uh, have observed but what's interesting about it is that women are doing it now because it's in style and mm. i just think it's uh interesting that a body part can go in and out of style <laughs> based on truly what white people say basically because the kardash you know the kardashians in and now it's like oh butts are in style but black women have been walking around with them all our lives all the
0: time except all for me lives. except for me no, no. <laughs> But I mean, I I'm think, okay with it. <laughs> but I think that's real. I think it's, it's one of those interesting things because there's always this debate within Because what happens when they say, okay, well, we're on, moved on to arms. You know what I mean? So it's we just, just want to do arms. Yeah. What happens so, to all those people who have...
1: Yeah, now they feel inadequate in that way. So
0: I love that because it is a story. You are essentially, while you're on stage, telling many stories. Mm-hmm. What is the thing about comedy because there's so many things you could have done to be independent and self-motivating and, mm-hmm. and forward moving. Like mm-hmm. there is a broad world, although I don't think we are all raised with the concept that there is a broad world mm. of independent jobs. Yeah, but why? Which, <laughs> which, which really does, yeah. because, you know, whether we whether people who are artists want to be or not, mm. we are end up being role models for people who didn't realize that, job that they could do that could exist.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the best part about stand up for me right now when I travel and then like black women come up like whoa like I didn't even what (laughs) you know what I mean they're just so still like astounded because uh there's like an, there was like a gap so there you have the Def Jam comics that everybody still likes yes. and, and and are still around but then there was like a gap and then I'm...
0: And you I'm, had Queens of Comedy for a minute. For a minute but
1: they're not none of these people are like in mainstream
0: And you have a couple you know. like here who do executive producing. Obviously you've got Queen Mother Whoopie mm-hmm. uh, who's out mm-hmm. there and still mm-hmm. doing her thing but, but for
1: stand-up it's very yeah. and like you said there's a lot of us but it's just like where we at though? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. um, so black women are always like Why what like, wow, you know, and yeah. I get all kind of emails like i wanted I wanna do
0: it, and you know so, yeah. uh, what was it about comedy though that was that I mean, I know you had that moment, but like you didn't have to keep going, yeah, um,
1: also, I didn't even know what I was going towards, so Ooh. I must really
0: like it, you know what <laughs> I mean like I really
1: didn't I was just like I'm gonna just keep doing this, like you don't get paid for a long time, you know, so I still yeah. had my side hustles and stuff like that, so it what what it's a di- it's different every day. Even if you're doing the same thing every day, which is stand up, it's different every day. I'm in a different place, I'm yeah. meeting people. Part of my job is to observe, which is what I'm always doing anyway and just I'm like I said, I'm just very I'm very solitary. I'm always in my head. Yeah. And now I get to do something with all that crazy stuff I'm always thinking about. <laughs> so I feel like it's um like a release for me and I like I like making people laugh. It makes me really happy and it's also powerful. Yeah. I feel like I'm into that more than the laugh part if I'm honest <laughs> cuz I'm like uh once you get good at it it's like a superpower. See, Marvel? It's like a superpower cuz I am manipulating people's emotions basically. And when you, you know, you're having a good set, I can make you feel sad and then I'm like now I'm going to make you laugh. That's I'm going to make you hate me for a minute. <laughs> but you're going to love me at the end. Like, that is, it's just really powerful. And um, I enjoy being, especially for the audiences I do, primarily white. I do the Midwest a lot still. Um, sometimes I'm sure I'm the only black per- woman that a lot of people have ever even sat down and listened to <laughs> in any setting. You know what I mean? Much less do comedy. They're just like, I've never even. I, people say that to me all the time. Like, I've never even seen a black woman like you and I'm like well how many black women have you seen you know what I mean so I'm like proud to be representing you know in that way
0: and I love the fact that you could see it in two ways you could either see it as a challenge or you could see it as a detriment and like in your head like it's just a challenge that means I'm gonna go up here and I'm just gonna change perspectives and do what I I do change
1: a perspective but I ain't scared you know what I mean so that's different a lot of people are afraid so I'm not I'm not trying to like I think that's a new thing in comedy where it's like, oh, what are you saying? Are you changing minds? And, you know, that's not really my focus. Laugh first is my focus. If I could sneak in a little something underneath it, that's cool. But I'm not, um, that's not my goal. My goal is to perform, make everybody feel happy and everybody's la- laughing. And then they're like, oh, maybe I'll go see another black woman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll go look up some other ones or
0: yeah, and I feel like that's what I mean when I change the oh, perspectives. Okay, okay. Like you've got like they suddenly now they're like, oh, black women are funny.
1: Oh, okay. I, you know, some people are like, oh yeah, oh, I'm gonna would. change some Republicans and the Democrats with so, nothing like that. I'm not. <laughs> 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 that's a losing game. But if yeah, to just have people look at you like a person, basically, isn't that what we're all still <laughs> yeah, fighting for? For real. <laughs>
0: for real. Um, man, no, and I think it's beautiful. It can't always be easy though. No, it's not easy at all. So, what do you think about on tough days? Like, what is it that keeps you going? Money, um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: rent paid bills, and just I like everybody else. Yes, just like everybody else. Um, what keeps me going? Again, like it's um, so many different places that you can go from stand up that. I want to get there. I want to try everything. So I just yeah. keep going so I can like, oh, well I haven't written a movie yet. I'd like to do that. So let me keep.
0: Is that the next challenge? You're going to write a movie?
1: Yeah. No, well I'm trying to do uh, TV. I'm writing okay. TV um, things, trying to get my own show. But every, I like stand ups you know, some stand ups that's their, their, their least um, important thing. They want to get on TV first. Yeah. Standup is, is number one for me. So, Everything I do is in service of doing more stand-up, basically. So I got to get on TV so I can do more stand-up, you know, in, a, yeah. in, in bigger arenas where I could be uh, more well-known.
0: Like, what's your dream project? Um,
1: well, I have a show that I wrote that I've, I've been thinking about for a, a good amount of years. I like uh, murder shows. So I'm working on, a, you know, like a lady detective show that's funny, Like my again, my whole goal is to make people laugh. So I'm trying to write a laugh out loud, but still suspenseful and mysterious, you know, uh, procedural basically for myself. So that's that's the dream. But um, these things are
0: difficult. (laughs) So, you, you know, may or may not happen, but the process is cool. But you have really taken it to the next step because now you have your own comedy festival. Right? Do you wake up and you're like, "I'm gonna do this," or you wake up and you're like, "You know, this sounds like a good idea. I'm just gonna do this." Um, I just got into goals. <laughs> Maybe like last year, like doing the whole,
1: uh, and I didn't even do it. Now that I think about it, like doing the vision board thing, I wanted yeah. to do that, but I, I, I think for last year was the first. Uh, time I've like written down the goals because I keep hearing people say that like if you write them down and you but I, I've i just really just been barreling forward like whatever yeah. um, opportunities come up or just like I said this is a self-propelled thing yeah I truly believe no one's looking for black women <laughs> in in a, in a way that other groups might be getting work and opportunities and stuff so I really feel like I have to propel myself or else it's not going to happen so I'm just always just thinking about smart ways that are true to me that I could promote myself and um still be like master of my domain so my own festival is like it's totally on my
0: <laughs> and so it's, it's it's on <laughs> your own rules. Th- yeah and it, you know
1: rules. it is my name on it so it's I know it's gonna be you know it has to be a certain way and yeah. it represents me and and I, you're the
0: first black woman to have as far as I know. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> but that's incredible because you also have this opportunity to lift as you climb. Right? Yes. Like, it's to pull people with you. Right. So, if folks want to find out more about your work, where to find you, what's coming up, because I know you've, you've toured with a lot of folks, but you're also doing your own. Yeah, jam. I tour with other people. I've been lucky enough. I'm at, I
1: feel like, I guess the last one left is Chappelle, you know. So I've toured with all the greats, which is crazy. That's another thing I never think about until I do these things. Yeah, because
0: you've toured with Amy Schumer, Chris Amy Schumer, Rock. Amy Chris
1: Rock. Um, Hannibal was the first person that I really went on the road with. Um, and I've just, like, opened for everyone at, mm. at this point. Dave Cross, all the whites. And I... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I do my own headlining tour. So I do clubs every weekend, Thursday, Thursday through Friday if I'm not here in New York at the cellar I'm, um, on the road. And you can find that out on my website, Janelle James Comedy. I'm on Facebook still talking every day. Oh, can't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they will get you. When all the comics ran to Twitter, I stayed on Facebook as a conscious choice to be the, the last one <laughs> it's
0: like I will be the last yeah, one and it works for me um, it's and, very I'm, and Highlander I'm also on Twitter and uh,
1: Instagram all the things that we have to be on so if you just google my name I'm, I'm out there and um, yeah I'm constantly doing shows if I'm in New York so I'll, I'll be around Where, just go see comedy I'll pop up if, eventually <laughs>
0: so we got quick fire questions Sure, they're very very easy okay if you could have any superpower what would it be fly Oh, yeah, yeah. Word. What is your superpower? I feel like we already answered this. What is my superpower? I mean, I,
1: I know how to make people laugh. Yeah, word. Manipulate.
0: <laughs> What's on your playlist right now?
1: Ooh, uh, Smino. Do you know that? Mm-mm. Uh, it's a rapper. He's from St. Louis. Oh, it's so good. Like, um, that's the name of the album, Smino. So I've been listening to that. Anderson Pack um Bjork I've been going back into that because I went through a you know I love I just love her in general I've seen her in concerts six times and I listen to her so much in phases that I have to put it down some you know put it down and then come back to it. So I'm in a come back to it uh era of that um I mean I listen to everything I listen to opera where I listen you know the three tenors Paso I love um I'm from the island, so I listen to, you know, reggae and right. I, yeah, I listen to everything on my Instagram rather than uh, pictures of myself is all the music that I listen to. That's my thing <laughs> What I'm listening to that day. And it's, and people always say, like, you listen to everything. And I, I really do. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Last question. What does storytelling mean to you? Hmm. <laughs> um, It's a way to...
1: You know, pass your experiences on basically um, to gain some insight into people and experiences that you maybe would have never s- searched out. You know, um, it's a way to, uh, again, sneak information into, you know, into people's heads <laughs> 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 that they might not have necessarily wanted to hear. But if you make I feel like if you make can make people laugh, they'll listen to anything. You know, and, and consider it more deeply than they would if you were just, like, doing a TED Talk, you know, so. where you? Yeah. Oh, I'm doing, oh, speaking of black woman show, I'm doing a black woman show, a tour right now. I just mm-hmm. did with, just, just the, the first one, just the other night, it's called uh, Ladies Night Out. It's Ladies me, night Out. Uh, Sherry Shepard, Lonnie Love, Adele Givens. Wait, is that where that, that picture with Sherry
0: came from with yeah. her, and that
1: white? Yes. Aww. And, um... Lonnie loved it. I say here, hosted yeah. by Nene Leakes. So, <laughs> so it's called Ladies Night Out. Ladies Night Out. So yeah, we're doing like um, um, uh, uh, updates like all across the country. Uh, oh yeah, this is cool performing.
0: With I black mean, people. but you get to perform with your friends. Yeah. So yeah.
1: oh, I actually, I actually didn't know any of them. I, that really? was the first
0: time. That's why I'm very, I'm very you separated. Jumping. You just jump in.
1: I'm very separated from the quote unquote.
0: Thank you so much, Janelle, for making the time to come out and chat with me. I'm looking forward to so much cool stuff coming. That being said, though, Marvel fans out there, because if you're listening to this, you're probably a Marvel fan. Make sure you are checking out Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, which season two is out now. As you know, if you're a Marvel Cloak & Dagger fan, as much as I am a Marvel's Cloak & Dagger fan, season one, we got to meet our amazing heroes, Tyrone and Tandy, and we got to see as they figured out their powers and how they work together to be this divine pairing. And now we are back from season two, and I don't want to spoil anything, but y'all, it has already started off on a wild ride. In fact, there's so much Mayhem! that if you're not tuning in, you are missing out. So make sure you are watching Marvel's Cloak & Dagger every Thursday night on Freeform. And if you don't check it out on Freeform, it's available the next day on Hulu and Freeform.com. Oh, and after you watch Marvel's Cloak & Dagger, make sure you are checking out the Marvel After Show, which is telling you all the behind the scenes secrets and all of the goodies about the making of Marvel's Coke and Dagger Season 2 with me, myself, and I, and Lorraine Sink from Earth's Mightiest Show as we chat with the actors the executive producers the writers the music supervisors i mean guys we got to talk to everybody so make sure you're checking out right after marvel's cloak and dagger comes out on thursdays immediately the new episode of the marvel after show which you can listen to on marvel.com apple podcast and well anywhere you listen to podcasts thanks for listening see you next time